0: Hello and welcome to The Rabbit Hole, the Definitive Developers Podcast in Fantabulous Chelsea, Manhattan. I'm your host, Michael Nunez. Our co host today, Dave Anderson and our producer William Jeffries. And today we'll be talking about motivation. We'll ask each other what keeps us up at night and what allows us to wake up in the morning to go I mean, to work.
1: If I'm up at night because of work, I don't know if I'm waking up in the morning. Like it's <laughs>
0: not the right motivation for yeah, me. Some some people do it. We'll be able to dive into some of those concepts. Today we have a guest friend of the show Kevin Thomas. How's it going, Kevin? Good, good. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: I'm a principal consultant and a director at Stride. So I manage lots of people. I can talk to them about their goals, what they're trying to do. Um, so that'd be great to talk about why we're all here, what we're trying to accomplish and what our purpose is. Cool. Yeah. So we'll just talk. We can just start. Uh, what are some
0: reasons of motivation that allows us all to go to work? I don't know if I'll open the floor for anyone who wants to speak or oh, I can go first. I don't oh. know what to you guys. Is it one, two, three money? Oh. The mon- money, <laughs> well, yeah,
3: money is number one. That's a huge motivation for a
0: lot of people. I know.
1: Yeah.
3: The, so I think there's a <laughs> model that I always reach for when I'm thinking about motivation, and it has three prongs in it. There's uh, mastery, purpose, and autonomy. those three things are really powerful motivators so you know if you're if you're trying to motivate a team or if you're trying to get yourself more motivated making sure that those three components are present in your job is really powerful
2: But you just said autonomy is the third one that's usually the first one because I feel like purpose has the most impact
3: I think that if you want to make it sound punchy then yeah you flip the order I was like sort of
2: (laughs) trying to remember all
1: the the right things autonomy,
3: mastery purpose
1: Also, that abbreviates to map, which is like, bam,
3: map, map. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, I'm an independent consultant and I work for myself. And so, I am my own boss and I consider myself to have a high degree of autonomy for that reason. If Mm -hmm. I want to take a contract, I take that contract. If I don't want to take a contract, I don't take that contract. I also think that I'm on track to pursuing mastery, mastery of a craft, like software development. That's the field that I chose um that's the craft that i am trying to perfect. Mm-hmm. i think that purpose is the one that would probably be the most fuzzy cuz like the main my main reason for doing this is is money. i think purpose is something that i'm trying to develop in my career. i think that by investing in this skill set i'm hoping that when i do get passionate about a particular purpose, you know i can go off and start a company or, you know, join a team that's doing something really powerful and meaningful. And I'll be better equipped to contribute because I've spent this time, you know, consulting different companies and and learning as much as I can about the field.
2: So it's funny you guys both said money first. Like, for me, I do care a lot about supporting myself, like earning a living. But it's critically important to me that money isn't my driving factor. Like Mm -hmm. I have some other goal and that like, money's like a side benefit
1: yeah i partially said it as a joke but i mean like if you're not making enough of it then it's a huge motivator but But as soon as you're making enough and you don't have to think about it
2: but it's not a joke like you got you got a fiance you got a life you're trying to plan (laughs) like sometimes it matters
1: yeah that's true i got a dog i gotta feed that little pup
3: yeah it's also kind of hard to determine at what point it is enough which I think is a kind of a trap. Like, does when, it ever really feel like enough?
2: When you don't have to feed your dog the cheap kibble. You got the real kibble. <laughs> oh, I <you> got that <laughs> green that, good, that free that kibble. kibble. That good uh-huh. good. Yeah. Just eating that dehydrated meat
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> cubes. You're not on that <laughs> farmer's dog train.
2: <laughs> I don't know. No. But for me there has to be something more. So I'll find that like I love adventure. I love trying new things. But when I actually like set off on my own, like I miss people, I miss that connection. And I feel most at home when I'm like helping other people meet their goals and aligning that with my goals. So like, I think that's why consulting makes sense for me. Cause I, I really like that empathy. Like that's what makes me feel like, like I can reflect and like care about what I'm doing.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean like there's, there's certain situations where it's like, okay, you, you have the mastery. You are like, I feel like I've been in a situation where it's like, okay, like you can write Python. You need to write Python really well. You have autonomy to do it but like why i'm just writing it into a vacuum and you know the the people around you are the thing the people that like the thing that really make it worthwhile
2: so the the old cliche of programming is like you you learn a new you learn a new programming language you learn a new paradigm every year which i didn't find to be true or even that compelling um i do like learning new things but like i actually like the challenge more of like working with people. like I like the fact that my job has changed so much Like every year. In this job and over my career it's been a big transformation from being just focused on delivering super hard technical features in C++ to like caring about people, having empathy, solving bigger organizational problems on a human level.
0: I have a question, William, you mentioned that uh, at first you learning the mastery and you feel like you have autonomy. I guess for the people in the room, is it oftentimes you're leaning on one of those three pegs with more weight than the other two as you learn or become autonomous or find your purpose? Like is it always 33% given to each one of those three pillars or do you find yourself in one client putting more weight towards mastery and in other places trying to be more autonomous? I'm just curious about how that plays in your everyday motivation in life.
3: So I think that for me, mastery is the most important. Okay. Um feeling like I'm progressing, like I'm getting better, that's the thing that motivates me the most of those three factors. And then autonomy would probably follow after that and then at the moment in my life purpose would be three. I I value it and I'm excited when that need is met, but mm. if I have to sacrifice one of the three, that's the one. I see. I think that that probably will change when the time comes. Whenever that whenever the purpose hits you. Yeah. I mean, I've met other people who are further along in their career and who are more disillusioned with the constant pursuit of mastery, and they seem to have the opposite set of priorities. And for them, purpose is the most important. And then autonomy is the one that gets sacrificed because, you know, if you're working toward a cause and you have to work with people, sometimes you don't get to have things
0: your way. Mm. Does anyone feel like mastery is not the number one most importantly? I think, Kevin, you mentioned that purpose is the one that belongs in the front.
2: Yeah, I have I go through different phases in different parts of my career. Like, if my confidence dips, I want mastery again. It's like the thing that I started caring the most about. And then purpose is definitely what drives me right now. Like, trying to care more and do it better because I care more. But autonomy is the thing that keeps the other two things going. Like. If I don't have autonomy, then I don't feel like I could be successful with mastery or purpose.
1: What do you do to keep yourself motivated when one of those levers is kind of pushed back upon? Like you're trying to like learn something new, but it's like okay, no, we need to do it the old way for whatever reason, or like okay, we have a deadline and this is kind of pushed upon you. Like sometimes deadlines can be like okay, this is energizing. We're like getting together as
2: a team and. Like pushing over the edge, but sometimes it feels like a drag. I'm usually motivated by really big challenges, but sometimes success just feels out of reach. Like sometimes I'm just Mm -hmm. frustrated or like don't feel like I was set up for success. Um, So those situations, I really try to adjust the goal. So like if things are impossible, I set a smaller goal and try to feel good about that small goal. But I sometimes end up talking myself into feeling good about a thing that's not great, and then. I'm kind of just trudging through it until I get out of it. So it's good that my job naturally moves me to like a new situation every nine months or a year or less. I think that
3: deadlines sometimes can be seen as a restriction of autonomy, but they don't have to be. Uh, Elaborate. What do you mean by that? So deadlines, sometimes somebody comes along and is like, you have to get this done in X amount of time. And it feels like they're sort of removing your choice Mm -hmm. Uh, your determination to take longer and to do things differently.
2: So so you're saying instead you just go on vacation right before the deadline? (laughs) Yeah.
3: (laughs) I'm saying that, like, you still have tremendous autonomy to do things different ways, right? Even if you are expected to meet this particular deadline, that becomes a goal. And sometimes these deadlines that we get are actually not set by some other person who's taking away our autonomy. That's just, like, reality. Like, hey, we have X amount of runway, You know, we have to figure out how to start generating revenue before we run out of runway. That's the goal, right? That deadline doesn't take away your autonomy. It is a challenge. And then it's up to you to exercise your autonomy to come up with creative solutions in order to meet the deadline.
1: Right. Things that you thought were important may become less important. And you can exercise your autonomy to choose not to pursue those things.
2: So I have a different take. I think that people blame circumstances when autonomy questions come up but it's actually the driver autonomy isn't the specific circumstance it's trust so if everyone around you if your peers if your team if your boss if they trust you they'll have the autonomy to pick a path to solve the problem if they don't trust you they won't give you the any autonomy so in a collaborative environment i think it's all about building trust which is also the thing that builds towards success anyways so
3: to me like the classic example of a job that has no autonomy would be a factory assembly line worker where yeah. you pick up a piece and then you put it into the spot. There's only one spot that you can put it in and you don't really get to exercise any any autonomy in your job. And I feel like that's just like a thing that doesn't really ever happen in software because it's just <laughs> so complicated. There's so many possible ways of doing it. I think sometimes people will try and restrict
0: your autonomy through like code review or... I think special specialties in the code base as well could be one. We're like, oh, you specialize in that legacy service. You're responsible for that now. You right. stay there and build that feature. It's probably like the closest thing I could think to the factory worker. I, I, I Pre
3: assigned I, tickets. Yeah,
1: right. These are your three batch screws that you must drill <laughs> into this uh, piece of metal. Yeah, you, yeah. you know
2: what? It all it takes to take away that autonomy and turn you into a factory worker is if, if your stories come in as technical requirements. If your engineering manager wants to simplify things by having you solve this specific technical problem and not this solution serves this need for a user, you, you don't have any creativity or freedom to find a better solution.
3: I still find, like, there's a lot of creative freedom in just the way that I write the code. Even if there's a fixed requirement and I can't uh, negotiate that at all. It's just, like, there. It, if you're writing a Turing-complete language, there are, like, infinitely many ways to accomplish the same thing. And there's creative expression there. You're right, you're right. Unless um,
1: we're writing YAML.
3: Right. (laughs) If if you're doing configuration, (laughs) sorry, (laughs) that I think would be the closest to an analogy is if you are configure if you're doing the same configuration over and over over again for a million servers by hand,
1: (laughs) (laughs) like an artisan.
2: Do any of you guys feel like autonomy is your driving force sometimes? As in, like primary motivator? Yeah, I find that one to be. I think
0: the least. I think mastery for me is actually the one that motivates me. The most because I want to make sure that I'm doing a good job by knowing the things that is expected of me to do that job while like autonomy, like it's irrelevant for me, I guess, because I, there's a job that needs to get done and I need to know how to do that. So just to get it done, get it done, mastery, know the thing, do the thing and move on is kind of my idea.
2: I do kind of feel like it's an underserved framing and it's helpful to think about it that different way. For me, if I'm leading a team, autonomy is like usually the biggest question because I want the team to be self-organized and find a way to success that they feel ownership of. Um, so it's less about necessarily succeeding and more about having the freedom to succeed or fail.
3: And how do you choose a goal? Because, but like, I mean, that's there's the, I think there's tension there, right? There has to be a goal for people to try and achieve in order for that self-determination, in order for right. that, that autonomy to be productive, like.
2: I usually usually abdicate the goal directly. Like, the goal is usually meet this deadline, deliver this product that the the customers will love, like, something along those lines.
3: To some degree, we have then restricted their autonomy, right? Like, this is the thing, this is the deadline, or this is the product, like, it's all sort of a spectrum.
1: Yeah, I mean, constraints breed creativity to a degree, like so
3: right yeah if it's a totally blank canvas that can be paralyzing if
1: you accept work in the corporate world then you accept some level of like removal of autonomy yeah some places like i guess like valve valve is supposed to be like kind of a completely like hierarchy-less structure where you just choose whatever the heck you want to work on but that's why we'll never get half life three
2: yeah we're never gonna get half life (laughs) three because of that (laughs) ever like, if you're working for a startup that has an angel investor who's recurring, who doesn't care if it succeeds or fails, just wants to keep push putting into it, it's actually really terrible because you'll have autonomy, but you lose. You don't know if you have mastery because you're not the stakes aren't real. And you don't really have purpose because you have no one to impress. You're just moving forward. Right. You're just
1: building features because it's like, yeah, this feels like the right thing to do or this seems cool. So there's,
2: there's, there's, a, there's a trade-off between the three things as well. Sometimes.
3: Are there any other frameworks that people like for I mean motivation? Where,
2: where does money actually fit
0: in the three? I don't think it really does. It doesn't. Cuz money's important though. <laughs> <laughs> I think that um well I mean I, I think that money money is correlated to your mastery I guess in 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 like in the workforce, right? Like the how well you do a job can be whether you make more money in that sense. Like autonomy doesn't doesn't equal cash because you can choose to do things well you may or may not but like purpose that's like if you had a purpose like oh i want to build an app that can
2: get me a cab like that purpose but you still need the mastery in order to get that application done it it depends on your cultural values so there's like a new york thing where your self value is how much you get paid so like it's all tied into your identity so it you you your feedback about having mastery is just your paycheck that's what tells you you have mastery
3: to me i i think there's like a a difference between this kind of internal motivation like i'm doing something meaningful i'm changing the world or i'm getting better at my craft uh or you know i am the master of my own destiny and an external motivator like you know i'll give you more money right that's <laughs>
1: like the intrinsic versus intrinsic motivations right like internally i want to like continue to grow and have purpose and whatnot externally i don't want to live in the street i want that good kibble for my puppy (laughs) and i want lots of buffalo chicken pizza for myself
0: right i mean because i had that i had that thought recently where like before in time what was important is like a paycheck right like i have a family i have to look out for and i think my now that I'm at a, now I am at a place where I have to look every day I go to work and say okay I want to learn uh, I want to do something different or learn something new and the paycheck will is going to come eventually if as long as they continue to pay me but that motivation has changed the way I go to work now because it's not like I don't have to like worry so much about the cash
2: that is coming in if you're there to support your family I feel like that's about purpose more than the other two things I see. So it it depends it depends. Yeah. If if, if it's if it's very yeah. But what do you mean what do you mean by intrinsic and extrinsic? Like what's your definition for that for motivation? Uh so intrinsic
1: is like your internal internal forces that motivate you like uh uh desire to learn more uh your Maybe purpose where you feel fulfilled by the the work or the mission that your 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 work is uh, completing, like you're having some po- net positive impact in society. Whereas, and extrinsic would be like money and power. I say fame. I don't know.
2: Yeah, I I just don't feel that breakdown personally because I think there's like a theory that people are altruistic because it makes them feel better about themselves. So that's like it's a indirect intrinsic motivation kind of um but it's controversial
3: right yeah i think the theory is that um species evolved and communities evolved to be altruistic because it was better for the survival of the
0: group and that's not the case now
3: no it's still the case now Uh, it's just that through that evolution people have uh developed to you know reward centers in their brain that makes them want to be altruistic Ah, i see because the you know the tribes or communities or even whole species that did not have that trait
0: were more likely to die out I've noticed that one of the reasons that I enjoy like going to work is the I now have a brand new day to to learn something as I mentioned before but also teach something to someone else I feel like I've uh, done a lot of like agile methodology and different teams to be able to spread that knowledge to like other teams that I work for. Mm -hmm. And, um, the ability to have that opportunity is the reason why I enjoy it. And I think I lose it when I don't have that ability. Like we don't want to hear anything from you, you quiet down and get to work. It's like, that's when I start feeling crippled. So it depends on like the trust, as you mentioned, that I have with the client that allows me to spread the knowledge that I know about Agile across the entire organization.
2: I think that's what I want for our firm and maybe across the development world to like always be driven by teaching and learning. Right. But I don't know if it scales. I don't know if everybody else wants that. Some some people just want money, bro. (laughs) <laughs> but, I, my, but maybe i don't want to work with them yeah no that's true mm-hmm. and can that's
0: I, that's you being autonomous about who you want to work if someone with.
2: wants the money if they want the cushy desk if they don't yeah. want a challenge yeah. if they never want to do math that's don't relate to that <laughs> <laughs>
1: kevin you know it's been a little while since we had a teach and learn i want the teaching and learning
2: yeah teaching and learning yeah can you teach me something <laughs> all right so <laughs> <laughs> so going after that mastery yeah there you go <laughs> so i'm on a team that's uh doing an Organizational assessment with the client trying to see how their teams are operating and what what they're what they're trying to what their goals are and what's not going well. so one of their big challenges is that they have five different like modules within a bigger project like and it's a good idea they're trying to self- solve things as separate concerns, but they also need it all to like hold together mm-hmm. so they've had very minimal integration testing functional testing that's actually fully end to end, and so our recommendation to them is that they should immediately. Try to solve that big hard problem first, instead of making five separate pieces work better and better over months. They should this month write really hard tests that actually try to cover everything, like touch all the features back to back that have to be integrated across boundaries. So the teach and learn was that a guy in my team was like pushing for this integration testing, and another guy in my team said, "Oh yeah, that's a walking skeleton."
1: Uh oh, spooky.
2: What's the spooky? So, What's a walking skeleton? A, a walking s- skeleton is a great name for a programming strategy, building a new application where you start from an interface of sorts, but you start from like knowing what your use cases are and having a really like big picture. Like We know we're going to get through these steps, but not the specifics of what it does. So you get that to go, even though it's missing the details um, and, and meet your functional tests. And then you add more functional tests and you flush it out but you start from a fully working skeleton instead of having a complete leg that can't walk because it's not connected to anything else. <laughs> Spooky. So by having a broad
0: integration test to test all the features that are currently in place. Yeah. And then you slowly flesh out those tests to be more detailed to the business uh, needs. It's so you'll, kind of,
2: you'll, you'll stub out some parts of your application to be imaginary but everything that's there is minimal, but is proven to work all together as a cohesive piece. So it's called a walking skeleton.
1: Very few HP. Missing the details. <laughs> yeah.
2: Right out of parts of the Caribbean. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking of the walking dead. <laughs> walking zombies. Yeah, walk,
0: yeah. The there you go.
1: It's always gone.
0: <laughs> Follow us now on Twitter at Radio Free Rabbit so we can keep the conversation going. Like what you hear?